Welcome to the Better the Pond podcast. In each episode, Warren Berry, CEO and founder of Instinctive Solutions, talks to amazing people doing incredible things that lead the charge of generosity. We'll discover what makes each guest a bit of an odd duck and how they continue to better the pond around us. The migration starts right now with our host, Warren Berry. So this is Warren Berry of Instinctive Solutions, and we want to welcome you to episode number four of the Better the Pond podcast. And we're here to celebrate incredible people who are doing amazing things to lead the charge of generosity. And today I am honored to have with my guest, uh, Mr. Stu Starkey. Uh, Stu is the CEO and president of the Two Men with Big Hearts Moving Company. Um, he hails out of Winnipeg, Manitoba. And uh, you also have um, the Community of Big Hearts podcast, which I've been listening to. Um, I've been very inspired by, and that's actually what moved me to get Stu on here because I think he's got a great message uh, to share. Um, and also, I understand, Stu, that you're involved with the CNIB as well. So you got, you got, you're a man who's got lots in the go. Um, we had met back in Edmonton about two years ago, I guess, uh, through Tech Canada. And uh, I, I was I was trying to remember. Sorry to interrupt, Barry. Uh, Warren, I was trying to remember how long ago it was, and my memory is so bad now that I couldn't think if it was a year or four years. Um, it, it feels like a lot longer. We've crossed paths a number of times since then, and, and enjoy each time that we do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So when we, you know, when we met uh, via Tech Canada. Uh, when you're with a group out there in, in Winnipeg, uh, yeah, I think we just kind of hit it off right away, and it's from there we've uh, we've yeah just kept in touch. So I think it's just been a, a great relationship. So I and I want to thank you for that. Um, so Stu, um, tell me a little bit more about yourself. Give me give me some backstory. Okay, so um, like you said, I am the president. Well, we'll just change up the wording a little bit. Uh, the two small men with big hearts moving company. Uh, I have been the president of uh, that company since 2012. Uh, I got my first franchise in 2010. Um, and my group of franchises with my business partner, we have grown uh, from one to nine locations. Uh, plus, we manage the, uh, the franchise system uh, across the country. Uh, I started off. Uh, in university, I thought I was going to become an actuary, which is um, uh, something that wasn't, after trying it out, I realized this was not for me. Um, I fairly quickly, after trying it out, um, quit my job and I, I played poker for a little while. Um, and while playing poker, I met somebody in the industry and realized that I needed to do something more than just um, play with uh, chips and click a mouse button for a living. I wanted to do some good for humanity and society. <laughs> and so um, I've been told that business is the best platform for social change. So that's um, kind of the real short version of how and why I got into business and, and this particular company. Isn't it from gambling to business? 
And Isn't it all the same? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely it is. And I bet you 100 to 1 that you, um, you built an incredible strategy for both. Uh, thank you. Uh, that's the fun part for me. Um, I love strategy. I love trying to figure out how to uh, work with the, the variables that we have to play with and figure out the, the best kind of win-win solution for everybody involved. Mm -hmm. And how are you guys, how's the company doing now in this whole crisis that's going on? How are you guys managing? Yeah, good question. Uh, we've been fairly uh, fortunate. Uh, we worked really hard um, over these last few months to try and make sure that this is this, the, the most responsible thing we can be doing is, is staying open and helping our customers. And after uh, a fair amount of conversation with our leadership team, we realized that um, we are needed. There, these property mm -hmm. transactions cannot be reversed and customers are in need. They can't do their own moving services um, for, for the most part. Um, so we are there to help our customers still and we're proud to be doing so. Um, we spent a lot of time figuring out how to do it as safely as possible and retraining and um, continuing to try and uh, implement those, those habits. And it's not easy. I, I'm sure most of the listeners will understand that um, those habits of shaking hands and um, distance for talking to somebody and greeting somebody um, that you've had your whole life to change in a few days is difficult. Mm -hmm. So we have daily meetings to remind the staff uh, about these and um, we're doing our best in, in these interesting times. Business-wise, um, we're, we're doing okay. We're a little bit slower than we were last year, but again, like we're really fortunate um, to still be able to keep our lights on and um, employing uh, great people. Yeah, you know, it's been interesting, um, you know, talking to you know, various business leaders and business owners of, you know, how important leadership is right now and how important it is that, you know, that leaders step up to, you know, keep everything moving forward. There's all those people underneath them that they, you know, that, that have to keep working and the people want to keep their jobs and people need the services. And so, you know, how imperative it is right now uh, for, for leaders to lead and inspire their people. And by the sounds of it, that's exactly what you're doing. Um, thank you, I, I really appreciate that. It's, um, the thought, we have a great team and um, everyone's pulling their weight. It never crosses, it rarely crosses my mind that you know I'm, I'm a leader and it certainly I don't consider anyone beneath me. Um, we're all part of a team and we're getting, uh, we're getting some good stuff done. Excellent. Excellent. So let's jump right into this. So, um, you know, there's been moments in my life where I have felt like the odd duck. Um, I've done things differently. I've done things my own way. Um, but, you know, and there was times when I thought that was kind of the things that were wrong with me because I was different. And what I, what I learned over time was those are the traits that I had that actually make the, made me the person that I am today. Um, and so uh, my question to you, Stu, is have you ever felt like the odd duck? Yes, <laughs> of course. I, I, um, I think everyone, I would hope, feels the, the, that way uh, at some points. Um, so yes, there's been many times where I, I feel like the odd duck and lots of experiences that have made me kind of think a little bit of a different way than, than you would or, or other people, and that helps me 
um, have that different perspective. And yeah, I, I think I, you did write this question to me and I wasn't sure, I, I struggled with like how to answer it. Mm -hmm. And the cheese, like the only, the best thing I come up with was the cheesiest answer out there is that I, I think that if you look at all the ducks close enough, we're all like odd in our own ways. Right. So what, what makes you the odd duck? If you, can you give me an example of a situation where you've been the odd duck, but, but within that, you know, you've, you've come out the other side or, or you've made something better or you've improved it because of your way. I'm pretty sure you know this about me, but um, I have a visual impairment. Mm -hmm. um, I, growing up, I think when I was six years old, realized that um, I was losing my vision. It started with night blindness. So as a kid, as soon as the, the sun starts to go down, um, I was basically blind. And I'm out with my buddies and, you know, we're, we're 10, 11 years old. and I know I got to get home because my 10 year old, 11 year old friends aren't going to realize um, or consider uh, that as, as something that uh, how to, how to handle the situation. And so early on, I, I guess I started to think about things a little bit differently um, because of those types of situations that arose. And as I grew up, um, you know, my vision is degenerative. So there's uh, more symptoms that have come up to the point now where I, I have a, I have a guide dog, um, which I got a year ago um, on the 29th of April. And, uh, and that's, that's really changed things for the better for me for a lot of different ways. But yeah, just going through this process um, through the, 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 tougher times it really helped me have interesting perspectives on things so what would you say that your greatest lesson learned might have come out of that it's that things are never as bad as you fear they are going to be when when i first learned what the implications of this was going to be i was actually told the full implications that this was degenerative when i was 18 um and that kind of being dropped on someone who's still kind of figuring out how to fit in and um, uh, have a purpose. It, it's, it's a heavy weight to carry because you're, you're part of your brain that um, uh, tries to make you safe, thinks about all the worst things that can happen. And so that, that certainly weighed on me for, uh, for some time. And as I started to go through those milestones of losing my vision, I realized that this isn't as bad as, as I was fearing and imagining and playing out in my head. And that's, it's all good. And, and on the, like another positive thing I learned through this is that um, people are extraordinarily adaptable. That no matter what challenge that's thrown your way, there is a way to figure your way through it and and feel um feel purposeful productive and and normal to some extent hmm. that that is such an interesting quote Stu. you know things are never things are never as bad as we make them out to be you know 
our, our, our heads tell us stories of, of, you know, all the bad. And when we actually get through it, you can look back and go, huh, that wasn't near as bad as I thought it was going to be. Right. So if you look at, you know, you had a visual impairment, but I mean, look at, look at where it's taken you or look at it. It's changed your perspective um, and led you to where you are today. Right. So. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I could even take it further that I like, I really and truly at this point consider it um, quite a blessing. When I was uh, younger, going through school, um, yeah, grade school and university, um, I, I took it for granted a little bit. Uh, I was always a, a decent student, uh, not because I, I put in the work. Um, I was just fortunate to, to get things fairly quick, I suppose. And it started to catch up with me a little bit. And, and I realized that, like, you can't always, uh, if, if you keep taking the shortcuts, that's what you're going to end up getting as a result. Um, and, and you're not going to get what you're really looking um, for. So when I realized or when I was processed that this was going to happen to me, it lit a fire underneath me. And it, it made me a whole lot more... Um, uh, organized and passionate and I really wanted to be uh, a contributing member um, of society so it I really think that it made me a much better person and provided a lot more uh, purpose and clarity so you know and that's the point of this the question Stu is that you know what made you the odd duck is actually what leveraged you to do what you're doing now. I mean, look at the community of Big Hearts podcast. Like, look at the work that you're doing for the community. I mean, wow, what a gift. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, could, I couldn't agree more. Thank you. Um, so can you tell me about a time in your life when someone has done something for you that's, that's made a real and true impact? Nothing. Well, I mean, there's, there's so many things. Um, I, I feel... Uh, uh, a little bit guilty picking one thing for s someone that's done one thing for me. But one thing that was quite transformative for me was uh, joining Parasport. Uh, when I found out that my vision had de decreased to a point where um, I was able to participate in, in uh, sport for people with some form of disability, uh, I joined um, rowing and a few other sports, uh, but I, I ended up traveling quite a bit with um, with this para sport, and I got to meet so many people that had to overcome different types of adversity. And every single you talk about odd ducks um, <laughs> from the outside looking in, these individuals. Are, are some of the oddest ducks out there, um, you know, and, and they have to overcome this, what looks like so unusual, you know, being in a wheelchair or missing a limb or, um, you know, some uh, limbs being uh, longer than others. Or So it, it creates all these like really unique obstacles that they have to overcome. And when you get them together as a community, um, it's so inspirational, especially being part of it. You realize that there's no excuses. 
um, that, that should be able to get in your way to accomplish the things that you want to do. Um, and, and that was one of the more transform, transformational experiences for me is just seeing all these individuals overcome their, um, their obstacles, the reasons why they might feel like an odd duck, and, and they, they were proud individuals. And, and after being with them for a little bit of time, I didn't see them you know, as, as being the odd ducks. They were normal, successful, um, proud people. And that, that's my point too. We're, we're all odd ducks. We're all odd ducks, right? And that's, that's the beauty. That's the magic, right? Um, would you say that because of that experience of you know, doing, you know, the people that have done things for you, has that then moved you forward to do things for others? Has that inspired you to do even the work that you're doing now? Yeah, um, 100%. That's because that experience was so transformational for me. Um, it, it's, um, it's a main focus for me now mm. is to help other people feel what I did. Um, feeling so lost, um, trying to figure my way through this fear of what you know, life is going to be like, and then have all of these inspirational examples. Um, of people overcoming way worse things and, and doing it with such grace that um, I, I wanted to help lead others in that way and just pay it forward. Um, as well as like, it's not just, and we talk about this quite a bit on our podcast, that it's not just about <clears throat> um, giving back um, because you feel an obligation to pay it forward but that it feels really good. Um, where we, how we started the, the community of big hearts podcast is I was sitting down with, um, Addison, my business partner, and this was about two and a half years ago. And we were, we were talking about our, it was our first annual meeting that we were having. Uh, we were becoming a, uh, a bit bigger of an organization and we needed to have some more formal planning done. Um, and we sat down, we wanted to figure out what our goals were. And when we were writing down our goals with the revenue and, and profits and stuff, and I realized that that wasn't motivating me the way it used to. That when I first started in business, um, my goal was to provide that security for myself financially and for my family and especially fueled by knowing what's potentially going to come with it being more difficult to me for me to be um uh, productive not knowing how difficult that was going to be it really lit a fire underneath me and, and i i worked my tail off um my tail feathers as you might say uh, <laughs> and spent a, a a lot of um countless hours, late nights, early mornings, seven days a week, growing my business and put, put my social life on hold. And I was totally fine with it because I had this all consuming purpose. But after a number of years, being um, successful to my definition of it, uh, financially, um, that, that fuel to get up early in the morning and work till late in the day 
started to dissipate. I didn't have the same energy I did getting up in the morning. So I brought this up at our meeting uh, two and a half years ago and I said, I think, I think I need another purpose and explored that with, uh, with Addison. And, and I said, we're doing these programs where we're giving back. We're giving back to community and that really feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I want to do more of this. I want to figure out how to make, cause, cause that helps me get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. So if I do more of it, perhaps that's going to give more energy. Um, and so we did, we, we formalized it and we actually changed the purpose of our group of companies. Um, and that has transformed my daily purpose um, and has got me um, energized again. And for the last two years, we've been working extremely hard to have positive impact in the community, making our business sustainably profitable so we can sustainably give back to our communities and have impact. And then what we realized was when we're having these kind of conversations, you know, I was getting energized. Mm-hmm. I can see the person that on the other side of the table or the phone, I could feel their energy and, and wanting to try and do something like it. So we realized that uh, giving back is not just about doing it ourselves, but it's about helping others do that as well. So I'm going to so catch up right. Yeah. I was going to catch up right what? there because I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, you're leading. It's a great segue to where I want to take this. Um, and so, you know, right now, this is, it is really interesting because I finally started my pond casts, um, finally after many excuses, um, and I'm helping people in the Dominican Republic because their whole aspect of, uh, their whole business, their GDP is all basically on tourism. Um, so they have really nothing and they don't really have a government support. And when I was there, I just felt this draw, like this absolute draw to these people. So that's where I started this. And that's why I started the whole better the pond concept and everything, right? Is to help others. So we're on the, we're on the same page and I totally understand where you're coming from. It's not just about giving back, but it's, it's, it's bigger than that. So, you know, you're trying to help inspire and, and help you let other people do the same thing. Right. Um, and uh, so I totally get where you're coming from. And so uh, where I want to go with this is that, you know, I believe that we all live in the same pond. The world is our pond, right? Uh, we all have our flocks. Uh, we're, we're, you know, we all, we all migrate. But what I want to know, and you led into the segue, is what are you doing right now uh, to better the pond? And I, and I want to know why you're doing it. Well, um, first of all, I love being on the other side of this conversation. Uh, being the host of the podcast, you got to keep things on track. And, and I always feel the, the, the pressure to do that. And I'm learning how to do that. But being the guest, I get to talk about whatever I want. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so you can keep me on track and, and uh, I just get to talk. Um, yeah, so the, um, why are we doing what we're doing? That's, that's the question. What, you know, what are you doing specifically? Because I, I, you know, I'd like the listeners to know more about you know, the, your community of big hearts. Um, you know, and so what, what are you doing with that and with your company more specifically? Yeah. And then why, why are you doing it? Okay, so what we are doing, um, we started off with something called the, the Big Hearts Move of the Month through our company, Two Small Men with Big Hearts. And, and um, what we're doing is we're donating um, a free move each month in each of our territories to a charity that we can have good impact with. 
So whether that's with, um, we work with a bunch of different shelters. Um, we work with Boys and Girls Club. We work with um, Make-A-Wish Foundation and, and quite a few others. Um, then we started, we realized how much impact this was having um, for our community, but also our staff. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to do more of that. So we started a um, mandatory and paid staff time uh, to help a charity that they're passionate about. So four times a year, each, each quarter, we're having a half day uh, paid to go to work with something they're passionate about. Wow. And that really brings um, a sense of pride for us, but also creates a lot of engagement from employees. Uh, they come back more energized, more productive, so yeah, we do the big hearts move of the month. We have the the staff volunteer time that we pay for them to do. Um, and then we've created um, a charity called the Community of Big Hearts. And what we did to launch that was we, we launched a podcast. Um, and we are talking to individuals in the community that are leading charities, that are leading businesses, or are just um, started a community league that are leading in the community and having impact. And the goal is just to show others that it doesn't take a lot of effort to have a huge amount of impact. And yeah. that also, it feels really good. <laughs> um, we, we've, we've added to that, to the community of Big Hearts, we've added a community giving program where we're signing up businesses that are committing either to donate their services or donate their staff time in the community. And, and we're holding those businesses accountable to those commitments. And then we're bragging for them. Nice. Uh, so um, we, I, I thought that was really important because when I first started doing this, I felt extraordinarily uncomfortable taking the credit for the stuff that we're doing. But what I realized or what, what I was talked into doing um, was that the more that people realize what we're doing, um, the more we'll inspire others, but also the more that your business will get credit for doing it and the more the community is going to want to support your business. Are you planning on staying uh, within the community um, of, of Winnipeg or even the province? Or are you, is, a, is, there a, is there a bigger plan here to take it past? Uh, what you're doing now yeah so um, we are already in um, all of the major cities in western Canada where we're delivering our donated services programs our offices are in um, every province in the west so Manitoba Saskatchewan Alberta BC Mm -hmm. and so we have staff donating our time there and our podcast is interviewing people in all those communities Mm -hmm. we started off Winnipeg-centric because that's um, where the producer of the podcast is from and I have a few more connections there but uh, we are now interviewing people right across the country um, to keep everybody engaged and keep a a diverse set of examples to show that no matter what your abilities or perceived disabilities are you can have you can have that impact. Absolutely. So if you see here, say hi to Goose. 
Thank you. He hasn't got a name yet. We're working on it. I think we're, Waddle is, is what we're going for right now. But um, if you see the map behind me, you know, my goal um, is to have that entire map scratched off by the time I die, uh, where we've bettered the entire pond. And, uh, and that's where I'm looking for help from other people. So, you know, we're in the Dominican Republic, you know, we might be doing some stuff in Mexico and who knows where this is going to go. And that's, that's the, you know, that's the goal that that goose is going to travel the world and we're going to, we're going to better the pond in the entire world. So you're already doing it nationwide already. Um, I, I can't wait to see where, where you'll take it next. One of the exciting things that we have in the pipeline and we've, we've only alluded to it, um, but this idea of what I'll describe next came from interviewing a potential guest for our podcast. It's somebody that I crossed paths with 10 years ago. And to me, in my eyes, he was a superhero. Um, he was, you know, when I was uh, about 20 years old, I watched him grow his business, um, which was a, a chain of fitness uh, studios for elite athletes mm -hmm. and he he ended up doing a few other businesses all while um, having a big network of people who were volunteering for charity causes that that he thought were important and he ended up having a slip and fall and and having a concussion and, and he's been um, sidelined pretty severely for the last three years mm -hmm. Um, I sat down with him to see if there's anything that we could do to, to help or any ideas that he had that, you know, he, he wanted to really roll with because he had been so impactful. And he said to me that, look, he said like almost, almost with a tear in his eye, he said that, you know, I, I have all of these volunteers. He said, it's like an army of volunteers in my phone that I, I can't uh, mobilize and organize anymore and that night I went to sleep woke up you know at, at two in the morning and couldn't couldn't stop thinking about that that thought was that that quote was echoing in my head army of volunteers so I go to my office and start whiteboarding and, and realize that there's no reason that having one person eliminated from this organization should end the, the good it's doing so we have been sketching out a volunteer app that solves some of the problems that the current ones um, don't currently solve. And we're going to pay for the development of this app and start putting it into motion and using our podcast as a platform to get people to sign up, um, finding the charities. We have good connections there. And, uh, and then we're going to get businesses involved to try and, um, get them to be accountable to having their staff um, volunteer in the communities. So that's just, just one of the things that we're really excited about doing and having an impact with, with uh, the community of Big Hearts. There's so many different ways to do it, Warren. And, mm -hmm. and what, uh, what you're planning on doing is, is um, awesome. I can't wait to follow your story and help out any way that we can. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, so you led into another segue, man, you're good at this. Um, <laughs> so I, I believe, I personally believe that people are awesome. And I, and I, I and, you know, I think everyone has a superpower. Everyone has, a, everyone has a unique ability. Everyone has a unique superpower. Um, 
So what would you say that, that what would you say your superpower is? I'm a problem solver. Uh, it, sometimes um, to my wife's frustration, it, if, you, if you give me a problem, I'm going to go try and solve it um, through strategy and putting the different pieces together to try and come up with a win-win solution. And um, I, I, I can't turn it off. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that, that is one of my better skill sets for sure. Is there a superpower that you wish you had? Uh, flying? Right. Uh, when I was a kid, I, I always dreamed about uh, flying. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Excellent. So, what what do you dream about? What do you dream about the future, Stu? Um, you know, you have a you're you're the guru, and you have the crystal ball, and and you know what's what's your thoughts of the future? Where do you see things going? Um, my dream for our future um, is we're going to keep growing our organization so that we can become a, a larger platform to be able to create more social change. Mm-hmm. And we have a few more services that are launching um, coming up this year. And we want to, um, in, in three years from now, our group of of businesses we want to be donating one million a year in services wow um and and so that that's our strong vision for for three years from now um yeah i vision for the future is just to keep growing growing that footprint thinking about a new way to do business that is just not about accumulating wealth it's about um, you know, accumulating impact that you can have and, and, and helping others that, that really need it. Government's there for, for good reason, but they're not set up. They don't have the infrastructure to have the same impact that we do where we accumulate skills, grow efficient um, organizations and structures, and then we can dedicate those teams with some capacity to, to helping our communities in the most efficient way that I know how. It's really interesting listening to you, Stu, because, you know, when, when I listen to you, you know, talk about your company, you know, it's all, everything's, you know, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but everything is about having an impact on a community, um, helping humanity, making a difference, doing something bigger than yourself, um, helping anybody that needs help along the way in their life to make the world a better place. But you move furniture to do it. it you know, it, it may sound cheesy, and I don't think I've ever said this before, but, you know, before, like I said, it, it was about accumulating that financial safety net, and we've achieved that. Um, so for me, the most important currency now for me in my life is to help uh, and, and use what I've grown, what, what feels like uh, my second child, um, mm-hmm. to to have this impact. and And it's it isn't it isn't altruistic like i get energy from it um it's something that i take a whole lot of pride in and that that really truly is where our focus is is in delivering sustainable impact we need to be a profitable business so we can keep doing these things 
Yeah. But the, every, you know, you, you never really, you never talk about, you know, the moving company as what you do as a service. You talk about everything that comes out of that, which yeah, I, good point. I think is really inspiring. I, we believe that um, a moving truck and two guys and the equipment on it is a commodity. That's, that's not what our moving company sells. Um, we are selling a friendly, caring service that has good attention to detail and, and we communicate really well. Um, so that's, that's what we sell. Um, and part of that, and the most important part of it to us is, is using that to, to have that impact. And if customers know that, then we believe that if all other things are equal, um, which we don't believe, we believe that we, we provide a, a, a bit better service. Um, but if all other things are equal in price and service that they would choose us just because we're doing good for their and our communities. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it shows, right? Cause you're doing it. You're not talking about it. You're doing it. So yeah, you. in closing, you know, I want to, I really want to thank uh, Stu for, for joining me today and, and helping us lead the charge of generosity. So Stu, where do we, where do we reach you? Um, how do we get a hold of you? What about your podcast? Let's get, let's, let's, let's do a little shameless plug here. Let's, let's get people, let's get people listening. Um, we would love to have more people tuning in to the community of big hearts with Stu Starkey. Um, you can search us on any podcast platform. Um, and, or you can email me directly. If you guys have any charities, causes, um, that it's important to you guys, you think you should be on a podcast, um, like Warren's Warren should, should, uh, also get the same email. Um, uh, email me at stu, S-T-U, at two small men. That's T-W-O, smallmen.com. And I, wanna, I do want to give you a plug. I love your podcast. I really do. I think that it is inspiring. It's, there's knowledge. Um, it's enlightening. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's brilliant. And I hope that, that uh, my listeners out there take the opportunity to definitely go in and take a listen to yours because... Um, you know, you, you, I, to my opinion, you set the stage. I think it's great. Thanks a lot. Uh, I, I appreciate you having me on here. You made this a uh, really fun conversation for me and hopefully we've inspired a, a few people to join our cause. Absolutely. So if you know of anyone else who is leading the charge of generosity, uh, you can reach out to me, uh, my email Warren W A R R E N at instinctive solutions.ca. Um, it can be reached on Facebook or the instinctive solutions and LinkedIn and all the social platforms. You'll, I'm not that hard to find. So, um, again, Stu, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to do this today. Um, I think we'll be in touch because I think we can really help each other, uh, better the pond. Um, and, and we'll, you know, we can brainstorm with all the ideas and who knows, who knows where this will go. Hopefully goose will travel the world and, and you can be a part of that. So that'd be great. Can't wait to keep following your adventures. Thanks, All, right. All right. You know, we're going to sign out here with Stu Starkey from Two Small Men and uh, this is Warren Berry from Instinctive Solutions and where we're going to take you beyond the pond to better the pond because we're better together. Well, thanks for landing on the Better the Pond podcast. Do you know someone who should be in our flock? Contact Warren at warren at instinctivesolutions.ca to tell us their story. Until next time, what ripples will you create? Cheers. <laughs>